Well, happy Easter. We welcome you to White House First United Methodist Church and our podcast. And what a joy it is to join with you. I hope that you took some time this week to go and view our Facebook page of the services that happened on Thursday and Friday. I hope that you have been able to experience the devotions that have been shared on our uh, Facebook page and in our emails every day this week. Hope that it has gotten you into a mindset of where we are at this morning. And it's been a an amazing week. And I pray that we are ready for, to me, the greatest and most special day of the year, that resurrection morning. And so do want to start with a word of prayer and then we will begin our podcast. Oh Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the price that was paid for us. In that upper room was sharing that last supper with your disciples. With the washing of the disciples' feet with the prayer that happened in Gethsemane, with the teachings and the example that you gave not just to the disciples, but also to the soldiers, also to the angry mob. And God, as we come this morning, we are grateful that we don't have a graveside to go to and remember, but instead to know that you are not there, that that resurrection came and it gives us a hope that all of those dreams are not just dashed, but they are still alive. And may our hope and our peace be able to stay true to you and to be able to go through this time in a sense of celebration and also to acknowledge our humanness of the fears that we might face, but may we replace those fears with peace and with joy and excitement that comes from what today stands for. You defying the odds and you rising from the dead to give us that hope above all hope. And God, we love you and we thank you. Now be with us in this service that you will speak to us once more from these scriptures and these songs. And we pray these things in your name. Amen.
focus is going to be upon Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. Starting off with the not-so-good words. Fear. Do you have any? Is it possibly that you have a fear of snakes, bugs, mice, spiders? What about the dark? What about enclosed spaces? Maybe it is fear of death. I have a feeling that if we're honest with ourselves at one point or time, and maybe regularly, some of those fears become prevalent. And actually, in most polls done on fears, every one of the ones I just mentioned are in the top ten of fears of all time. So if you're going through some of those, don't feel alone. But on that first Easter, the women that made their way to the tomb possibly had some of these same fears welling up inside of them. Because of all that took place on Friday and the unrest that was still prevalent on the first day of the week on that Sunday morning, fear was a dominant emotion. We've already come this morning and hopefully there is a sense of joy within our lives and already hearing that song that uh, on this podcast and hopefully kind of the bouncing in your mind. Maybe you even attended this, a sunrise service this morning. Maybe that news of that resurrection is already near and dear to your heart. And it's easy to go there and stay there and we're going to spend some time on the high note. But in order to really get to that high note, the reality is we need to name the fears that we are facing. We're going to look at the scripture now of that first Easter and experience it as the women did and see what the toughest commandment was for them and how it likely is still for us, but also how this day can in fact change our fears. Let us now hear this scripture from Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look at the tomb. Look, there was a great earthquake, for an angel from the Lord came down from heaven. Coming to the stone, he rolled it away and sat on it. Now his face was like lightning and his clothes as white as snow. The guards were so terrified of him that they shook with fear and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Don't be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. Because he's been raised from the dead, just as he said. Come, see the place where they laid him. Now hurry, 
Go and tell his disciples he's been raised from the dead and he's going on ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. I've given the message to you. With great fear and excitement, they hurried away from the tomb and ran to tell his disciples. But Jesus met them and greeted them. They came and grabbed his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers that I'm going into Galilee. They will see me there. This is the word of God for the people of God, and we say thanks be to God. I want us to just imagine how the two Marys must have felt as they came to the tomb of Jesus that early Sunday morning. As soon as they arrived, notice what verse 2 said. Look, there was a great earthquake, for an angel from the Lord came down from heaven. Coming to the stone, he rolled it away and sat on it. Now there is not a person that would blame the two women if they were frightened by this great earthquake. People are frightened by earthquakes still today. But on top of that, the appearance of the angel rattled them as well. And not only did it rattle the women, notice what it did to the soldiers. Here verse 4 again, it says, The guards were so terrified of him that they shook with fear and became like dead men. Who would blame them for being overwhelmed with fear too? Well, guess what? The Lord knew how fearful the women were. That's why the angel said what he did at the beginning of verse 5. But the angel said to the women, Don't be afraid. I want us to hear that same verse from the King James Version. said there, And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not. I love a quote that I came across this week from a sermon resource called Homiletics. And it is from a psychologist and pastor, Bill Galtier. This is what he said. Fear not is the most repeated command in the Bible. In fact, it's been said that there are 365 fear nots in the Bible. One fear not for every day of the year. Folks, do you think our Lord knows our weaknesses? Just as He knew what was going on and what the women needed in that moment, He knows what you need as well. And that is why the Lord has led for us to hear these words in this sermon on this special day. That same command, and you heard that in both translations, where in the King James it said, Fear not. And then in the Common English version that I read earlier, it says, Don't be afraid. There's a variety of forms. Fear not, don't be afraid, do not let your hearts be troubled. All of them may be a little different, but the message is always the same. Know that God is with you, giving you peace in the middle of stress, danger, or uncertainty. 
I want us to hear something that the Lord's been showing me this week, and maybe you've never thought of it in this regard, but I hope you'll really hear what He's showing to me and that we can come to understand today. That quoting of fear not is a very common command, but those two words are probably the toughest of God's commandments to keep. Now, there's a lot of commands in the Bible, a lot of them in the Old Testament, and the most familiar are the Ten Commandments that you can find in Exodus 20. All ten of them are tough to keep. So you might think those are the hardest. Then there are others that might say that the commands that Jesus gave that we consider as the great commandment in Matthew 22, 37 and 39 are the toughest. When Jesus answers the question to them of what the greatest command is, by Him answering in verses 37 and 39 when He says, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your mind. And the second is like it. You must love your neighbor as you love yourself. Those two are very tough as well. And then there's that command that Jesus gave in Matthew 5.44 where He said, Love your enemies. Folks, there's nothing neat, clean, or easy about that at all either. Every one of these are difficult commandments to keep. But none seem to be as tough as fear not. We have trouble with fear not because we're afraid of so much. We fear the deaths of loved ones, serious illnesses, upcoming surgeries, not having enough money to pay the bills, let alone for retirement, business failures, climate change, mass shootings, war, terrorism, criminal activity. We see so many threats to our well-being that we can hardly believe it when we hear the words, fear not. But the words the angels spoke to the women on Easter morning are meant for us as well. Here, the last part of verse 5 and the first part of verse 6. Don't be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here because He's been raised from the dead just as He said. Folks, if we look at it in this regard, the very worst thing that could have possibly happened being the death of God's Son on a cross has now been overcome by the resurrection. Darkness has been replaced by light and death has been replaced by new life. Are you really hearing what the Lord is trying to get us to hear this morning? No doubt the litany of the fears that I just mentioned are real and they hurt. And many of these cause problems for countless people. 
But if the absolute worst thing of all was that God's Son being crucified on the cross could be overcome by the resurrection... Do you think that if we give our fears over to our Lord that He could do something with them? I'm not saying that the name of Jesus is some magic potion that when we ask for His help, He goes poof and everything is all better. But what I am saying is that if we rely on the Lord more than our fears, there is peace to be had in the midst of the storms raging around us. If all of these fears are crippling you spiritually as the women were on that first Easter morning, it's time to tap into that resurrection power that we are celebrating today. Hear again what the angel's final words to the women were. Verse 7, it says, Now hurry, go and tell his disciples. He's been raised from the dead. He's going on ahead of you to Galilee. You'll see him there. I've given the message to you. I pray that we see that, yes, the message was to the women, but realize that it is still very pertinent for us this morning as well. The promise of the angel is that Jesus is going ahead of us. He is always ahead of us. And we don't need to fear the future because Jesus is in it. He's calling us forward and promising to meet us in what lies ahead. Most of our fears are grounded in uncertainty about the future. And when we are stressed by uncertainty, we cannot keep the commandment, fear not. But when we realize that the risen Jesus is our, is in our future, we can lay our fears aside. What about it, church? Are we willing to lay aside our fears? If we are, I can promise you one thing, that He'll do a whole lot better job with it than we could do all by ourselves. What we are remembering that occurred on that first Easter morning still has the same transforming power as it did back then. The key is that we must tap into that resource of peace that our Lord so desperately wants to give us if we will let Him. I want us to hear something else profound this morning that we find that the women did after the angel's instruction in verse 8. It says, With great fear and excitement, they hurried away from the tomb and ran to tell his disciples. Did the ladies still have fear? Yes. But it was beginning to be mixed with joy and excitement. And folks as joyful as we may be today. Easter has a tendency of putting a smile on our face like no other time of the year. But guess what? Even in the joyful and in the rafter kind of days, there are still going to be periods of fear that will creep in. There are going to be those low moments that we will deal with. The women so wanted to believe, but they were still a bit anxious. 
And guess what? Our Lord knew that too. And as they traveled on the road, Jesus met them and greeted them, and they fell down and worshipped Him, as we see in verse 9. And in that encounter, what did Jesus say to them? You shouldn't be surprised. Listen to it again, verse 10, first part of it. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. He repeats that toughest commandment. Don't be afraid. But the difference in this time is that the women are able to keep the commandment because the risen Jesus was with them. He is living out the promise of the name that was given to him before he was born. Emmanuel, which means God with us in Matthew 1.23. Truly, Jesus is the clearest possible sign that God is with us in the face of every threat to our well-being. Easter gives us the power to live without fear, trusting Jesus to lead us into the future with confidence. We're still going to face situations that will make us anxious, at times getting us afraid, but we do not need to be overwhelmed. We can give our fears to the Lord who conquered death and is waiting for us not just here in the present but also in the future. And ever since that very first Easter, followers of Jesus have found this to be true. And I pray that you are living your life with that knowledge of this day as a foundation. He's alive would encourage you, whether you're driving right now and hearing it or you're in your home, whatever it is, I hope you'll share this scream with me and say it at the top of your lungs. Don't worry about who's around you. Just say, He's alive. Y'all ready? One, two, three. He's alive. And because of that promise, we can keep that commandment, fear not, Because we have a risen Lord who has overcome anything that can hurt or destroy us. Because Jesus has been raised from the dead, we do not have to be afraid. And I pray that we can live with that peace of mind in our hearts that He's always with us going forward instead of allowing the fear to consume us any longer. Just as Jesus was with the women on that first Easter morning, realize and know in your heart of hearts that He is always there for you, no matter what. And that we hold on to that peace. We hold on to that joy. Even in the midst of the trials and tribulations that we faced, each and every day. Happy Easter, everyone. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, thank you for the empty tomb. Thank you for the promise that you have given us to know that we don't have to face it alone. 
Lord, the fears have a way of crippling us at times. Not just physically, but spiritually. That physically, because we are just like those soldiers and they were like dead men that they couldn't move. Sometimes those fears get us to that point. And spiritually, we get so consumed with those fears that we are not able to see past the fear to be able to see you. Help us this morning to realize the potential that is right inside of us. Help us to realize the potential of what that empty tomb has done for countless years and it can still happen for us. Give us that peace. Give us that joy. And help us to be able to hold true to you in the good days as well as the difficult. May any decision that needs to be made be made in such a way that will draw us closer and closer to you. And it's in your name that we pray.
Savior's love. 